Welcome to another episode of the Health Lawyer Podcast with Julian Whitehead, brought to you by Whitehead Legal, the most exclusive firm in Australia for health practitioners. And today we are going to look at your practice's response to the employee and contract relationships after the High Court's recent decisions. All right, that is intense music. Um, we'll reconsider that one for next week. But this is week is that this week's podcast is actually a continuation from last week. So this is part two of season two. Welcome to season two. Failed to mention season two started last week, but this is again slight difference to the Health Log podcast with Julian Whitehead. The season two will go through a few podcasts on a few topics and this week's topic continues last week's topic on the your practice's response to the um the recent high court's decisions on employees and contractor relationships so firstly update read the adx in sydney in a couple of weeks 16th to the 19th of march i will be there come up to me if i if you if if we um if you see me at the at the uh, during the ADIA um, conference or during the ex, uh, exhibition, I'll be available uh, throughout the conference. So, uh, yeah, shoot us through a private message um, or a email. You have our contact details and ready to talk, ready to have some meetings with some of our existing clients or new clients. Or if anyone wants to have a chat uh, about any of our podcast topics or anything to do with your practice future, your current practice, or your if you're looking at selling, buying, or, or starting up practices or employee-related issues. We'll have more to discuss in the coming weeks leading up to the ADX, so listen out to that. Um, but, yeah, make contact, happy to talk. We'll be there throughout the conference. So back to this week's episode's topic do the terms of your employee or contractor's contract assign rights and, and obligations in a way that signifies an employment or an independent contractor relationship? That's an independent contractor. Many of our clients might know that as services facility, services arrangements, service agreements, relationships. We are now not necessarily conducting a broader view of the post-contractual conduct of the parties after you sign, if you have signed, that is, or an assessment of how the practitioner's operation was or their, their, their clinical practice was performed. So that's a very leading, leading um, statement that I've just made. How should my practice respond to that? Now, there's still quite a delineation to be made between contractor slash service provider um, conducting their own practice in you, the practice owner's clinic or practice, um, and the delineation between them and an employee working at you, your, the practice owner's practice, irrespective of the contract sign. Communication and transparency. Again, this is another week where this has been a key theme, transparency. Communication and communicate and be transparent with your contractors or employees. Clarify the status 
their status. They, they, they might, might want to know as, as much as you, if you are unclear, want to know what the, what the relationship is. Clearly, the benefits of the decision decisions, plural, from the High Court's recent decisions are uh, that there is a greater ability to engage practitioners as independent contractors via written contracts or as service providers via, again, uh, service facility agreements or service agreements, whatever you want to call it, um, without the burden of, of practice owners worrying about the uh, contractors slash service providers in the future claiming employee entitlements. This is, of course, subject to the written contract clearly outlining the relationship between contractor and the and principal and the practice owner. Or on the flip side, if it's intending to be an employment relationship, the employee and the employer. And this is where it remains prudent to engage your lawyer, white and legal, <laughs> to properly draft or update your contractor agreements as it's not as simple as ruling a line through the words employee or replacing them just with contractor or services provider. So, response, a response checklist possibly? Checklist time. There'll be three checkpoints here. Check your current, number one, check your current arrangements. Do you have uncontracted, that is, handshake agreements with your contractors or your employees at your practice? Get the contracts prepared because the recent High Court decisions do not necessarily extend, they don't extend to practitioners who have not signed written contracts. And as such, you, the practice owner, is that your risk is that these practitioners, these handshake arrangement practitioners, could actually be deemed employees in the event of a claim. Checkpoint two is that your actual practitioner agreement, your actual contract, it needs to reflect, properly ref reflect what a contractor or a service provider relationship, what it is, and, and actually reflect what it doesn't extend to. So you need to make sure that it doesn't extend in the syntax of the agreement of the contract to an employment relationship instead. Again, a health check can be properly done with your lawyer, with us, to mitigate this risk. And checkpoint three, be mindful of the importance of the practitioners, the uh, practitioner employee slash contractors, their rights and obligations under the contract. And make sure that, that they, you, that you, the practice owner, explain and, and give the contractor slash employees, give your contractors or your, and your employees ample time to review and properly understand and get independent advice on um, the, what is clearly set out in the agreement so that 
both parties understand the syntax of the agreement and acknowledge the relationship of what the contract creates, be it a contractor or an employee. So practice owners reduce the risk here. It's fairly simple proposition that is, is clearly requiring thought processes that can be assisted by Whitehead Legal, by, by your lawyers or your lawyer. Make sure your practitioners have written contracts, double check or have Whitehead Legal check. And if Whitehead Legal didn't prepare the contracts, check that your written contracts actually reflect the relationship that you intended. For example, we've in the past been asked to review existing SFAs or contractor agreements, which a lot of them refer to the practitioners erroneously as employees, and even to the point of documenting them to actually receive employee entitlements. So in the event of a claim for said entitlements, those clauses would not have been favourable. If you, the practice owner, you do not have your practitioners signed up to written contracts and they're still on handshake agreements, arrangements, quote, end quote, call Whitehead Legal to discuss next steps. Practice owners, really, the risk is high if your practitioners are not, not on written contracts and it could merge into something disastrous for, for, for you, for practice owners, if, in fact, there is a claim made against you and if an employment relationship is found rather than a contract, contracting relationship, if that was the intention, the employee entitlements thus could accrue from the genesis of the practitioner's commencement at your practice. Keep that in mind. Remember all, this is legal information, not advice, so call me, Julian Whitehead. I am a partner at Whitehead Legal and I exclusively advise health health professionals throughout Australia, and I can guide you through this important area of law. My contact details will be in the description. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Health Lawyer Podcast with Julian Whitehead.